the fem fem feed the fem feed the fem feed the fem fem feed the fem feed oh hi i get your life Abena here and I'm here with my two girls sisters from another mister <laughs> Phaedra and Maisha can you say hello to my listeners please hello listeners hi listeners yeah so we're gonna dive right in because we have a little bit of a limited time which is good so we can just like breeze through all right who are you and what do you do Let's start with you, Maisha. Uh, it's a pretty interesting question because not until recently did I find out who I really was. Girl, you better speak on um, <clears throat> So pretty much I am a nurturer mm. and I am a feeler. Girl. And so everything mm. that I do to create currency falls mm. underneath that umbrella. Come on, girl, on the inside part. On the inside. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. mom. Mm-hmm. I lean down. <laughs> yeah, you could just talk regular so I'm back here. Right. And yeah. Phaedra. I am Phaedra Martin. Mm-hmm. I'm an aromatherapist and mm-hmm. I'm a natural perfumer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a wife and a mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I definitely, I am an artist. Mm-hmm. I create i i feel like that's what i do best nice i love that Ooh, yes these are my ladies <laughs> feeling y'all the vibe intentions just awesome in here so how this is what i ask most of my um guests but how did we meet and what was your first thought of me and I ask I answer this question as well so you will all be answering as well as myself I guess I'll start with me so how I met Maisha was like way back in middle school I came from the Bronx we we had kind of um a very chill vibe we would always kind of see each other through the hallways and we always had this like little thing we did especially in high school i was exposed to your dog at the time r.i.p yes r.i.p he's with with glory and (laughs) (laughs) and um i called them scruff dogs right so we would my should be on the um on the lockers, making a beat, boom, 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 like scruff dogs, uh, we hear dogs, we all dogs. Yes. So it'd be a little rhyme, we'd right. go back and forth, and sometimes we would even sing in the hallways, we'd just sing a random song, uh-huh. and just go hard. And obviously we're in the band together, I was a flag twirler, you were hardcore, um, doing a drum line. Yes, it was, uh-huh. a, clarinet. It was actually a clarinet. Yeah. Okay. A clarinet. A clarinet. Right, but you know, like drum line the movie. Um, yes, it it was a band situation, mm-hmm. you know, with a lean back. Right. So that was our um, 
meeting and I just always thought you were super cool like you were just always a down ass chick to me and very real even then you know yes very real even then like we'd have our side conversations we'd be on the field like it's cold like I just I can't yeah I can't (laughs) yeah I can't wait to go over me too you know like we just always have these never very long conversations but we'd always connect and it felt real with phage let's see (laughs) when did i meet phage i met phage he loves it who is that blowing leaves it's it's midnight right like who's blowing we we have a neighbor who does the same thing He's is he always like in the dark like in the dark you're blowing leaves and how do you even know where to blow them <laughs> like where do you where does that pile begin and where does that pile end <gasps> he's oh. killing me anyway so how will he bag them oh. right i'm just gonna put music on the background because i can't with my neighbor yeah. but anyway so with mm-hmm. phage how i met phage was through the market mm-hmm. um she had a stand next to Maisha's stand her her dog food natural dog food stand and she was like, oh, I really love her. She's dope. And I'm like, really? I was like, okay. Felt her vibe. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, she's so sweet. <laughs> I was, and then she invited us separately. Because I think you, Maisha went there first. So she invited us separately to her home. And I remember when I went and it was such an experience. I'm like, this woman is who I want to be and want to be friends with. And I just thought you were such an awesome mother, wife. And such a kindred spirit. I think you're just so dope. And she's so beautiful. All these all these women. Maisha has dimples for days that I'm jealous of. Such a beautiful woman. So is Phaedra. Like she just has this look. It's just effortlessly. She'll just mm-hmm. get up in the morning, breathe air, and it's yeah. up. that's her that's her beauty regimen. Okay. Up in the morning, take a deep breath and just fierce. I love it. So that's how we met, and I just oh. thought you were dope, and obviously you were dope, and that that's my story. So mm-hmm. let's move on to Phage, since we had Maisha go first, the mm-hmm. first question. Oh, how I met you guys. Yes, mm-hmm. oh. and what you thought. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like you just said, Allison, um, I first, I met Maisha at the farmer's market in Englewood, New Jersey. Okay. <laughs> Friday, the Woods. Friday, November. Yeah, I had I had done two markets, and I was my stand was placed next to uh, the chicken p- kebab guys, so I was kind of like behind you, mm. um, but kind of at an angle, you know, I wasn't directly behind you, because he's kind of more behind you, but um, I could hear all this energy coming from your stand, and I think it must have been when Allison was there one day or something, because mm. it, mm. it was one day in particular, it was my first day there, and I was a little freaked out, because I had never done a market, and... Um, yeah, just the whole thing, like, not knowing anyone, not knowing where to set up, like, this and that, and so I was placed in that spot, so I just went with it. I had all this chicken smoke blowing in my face, and, you know, being an aromatherapist, it's not really conducive to my business to have chicken smoke smells. Mm -hmm. Um, So... I 
after like the the second time, I was kind of like, yeah, I'm gonna move up there <laughs> because yeah, there was one day there was all this like laughter and good stuff going on up there. I was kind of like, I I'm going up there. <laughs> That's so it's sad. Yeah. So then I think it was the third day there. I, I set up and knowing you were going to be next to me. Aww, she stalked you out. I was stalking. I totally stalked you. Yeah, so, but maybe I had gone up like one day and said hi or something, but we still hadn't really like seen what each other was yeah. about or selling even or whatever. So then once I was next to you and we started talking and stuff, I was just like... God, this girl, she's so awesome. I, I knew we were going to be friends. <laughs> right. And then on that day, yeah, I think my mother-in-law and father-in-law, because they always came and, you know, hung out and did their thing. And then Allison came up just mm-hmm. like, <laughs> dancing into the spotlight. Um, so much fun. And you just, you had such a radiant energy. Oh, and you, you were just everything about you was just love and yeah it was really good so I was just like man these two like (laughs) this this is good this is this is going somewhere that's nice that's touching yeah right that's awesome and I just want to add you ever been to somebody's home where you felt like that was supposed to be your home. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about Phaedra's house. Yeah. Like, oh. yeah, your house that's, is that's the home like, you you want to build for yourself in life. Like you just don't want to leave. You know, right. it's yeah. just everything's yeah. there. She's got, guys. She has a tea house. Yeah, that and, turned me out the first right. time. It did. And her yeah. husband recently built um, this like entertainment small theater called the Herman House. Yeah, it's studio. crazy in there. It's a studio. Yeah. It's everything. It, yeah. It's it's her house is just a safe haven. There's like bamboo all over the place. It smells really good in yeah. there. There's like <laughs> different artifacts in there from their travels. It's just amazing. Oh, and then her you. sons are so yeah. cute. <laughs> the older ones might best friend shouts out to you you know who you are (laughs) (laughs) it's my homeboy (laughs) so we're gonna move right along to the next question so i guess i won't answer mine Oh, you did. <laughs> Shade. Oh. Get my edges together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my mm-hmm. It was so long. Anyway, right, continue. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember, like you said, meeting you in middle school. Mm-hmm. And oh um, it just always was a good time. Like, I don't even always. think we knew each other, no. but we would still have these yeah. random <laughs> And have fun and be, like, dancing. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think we had any classes together, no. but you were no. just really familiar yes. at the beginning. Um, yeah. Which is really interesting. And then um, high school with a band oh. and then a small gym dance. Right. And a, a pep rally and a homecoming. And, right. You know, and then, you know, we went away to college. Mm-hmm. We separated and then we just came back together. Like, I know. We were never apart, which oh, is touching at the same yes. time. Such so a touching. Yes. Such a mush. She hates right. a mush. <laughs> So you've always been like kind and warm and you know familiar, energetic, exciting, like great energy. Yeah, such an attraction for leeches. Um, we'll get into that. Be careful of those eaters. Right, they suck you dry. I can't. Such a light bright. Um, so. 
while um, we're on the topic, I guess since you brought up college, I did want to ask you this because I thought about it in the shower. What was being in a HSBC like being in a band? Because I love Drumline. Yeah. And I don't know if that's real. <laughs> but it felt real. Mm -hmm. Is there any validity to that? Yes, what was very much so. Okay. Um, off the record. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> being in an HBCU band, it's a lifestyle. Mm. Like, it's not like just in high school, you go to band seventh period and then you mm -hmm. have rehearsal and then you have the games and that's it. Like mm -hmm. when you're in the HBCU band, you're practicing all day, you're funky, you're mm -hmm. thirsty, you're in the heat, you're running laps, mm -hmm. you're traveling together on oh planes, on buses, you're partying together, people wow. are like intermingling. There's yeah. like, it's like a whole community. Yeah. And um, I remember my friend used to always tease me like one day at band camp, they would always, you know, <laughs> have that joke, but like being in an HBCU you band it's like a it's like a fraternity or a sorority right. because really? with your I section think. my section was sax fi mm. and we would we got like musically musically hazed we wow. had to, to do certain things we had sectionals we had to you know run laps and suicides what? like it's a whole yeah. thing yeah. so drumline does have some validity to it oh absolutely with the, the romance and uh. the parties <laughs> and the the different emotions so i i would not trade it for wow. anything. I made some lifelong friends in oh, band. And wow. it, it was a great experience. Yeah. That's awesome. It was a great experience. Yeah. I, I always say HSBCU, but I don't think... Morgan State University, go Bears. <laughs> Magnificent Marching Machine, M3. Oh, okay. Sex Fi, you know what. Okay. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Can you break down that acronym for, for people that may not know about black colleges? Well, HBCU? HBCU? Yes. Yeah. So HBCU stands for Historically Black, which I don't really like to use that word anymore, but Historically mm -hmm. Black College university. or University. Okay. And so it falls nice. underneath there. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for that edumishlation. Right. Can I talk about <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Talk about how you met Faith Ray. That's right. I totally forgot. Is it, do you edit this? I can edit or that. Or do you, I can. Or this, this is live. Work, this is but live. Yeah, oh, right. time. I'm sorry. No, no, no. no. Well, I can edit it. We already did it. So just say play time. And and uh, Phaedra, I met Phaedra at the Inglewood Farmers Market. What was that? Two years ago. It was two years. Two ago. Two years ago. Mm -hmm. um, I was so lonely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was so lonely. Aww. Like I I I had you know my my dog food company. Aww. I'm sorry. I'm a little smacked. Um, <laughs> My dog food company, which is Homemade Organic Dog Food and Treats. And the first year I was there, I didn't really make any friends. It was just me sitting there. I had, like, two packs of biscuits and, like, uh, maybe, like, one one food. And, and yeah. so the guy from the farmer's market, mm -hmm. uh, what's his name? Is it Jim? Oh, Jim? oh. Richard? Richard. Uh, okay. uh, Richard came over and he was like, you're never going to make any money with this. Like yeah. He said, you oh. need more stuff on your table. Because I literally yeah. had uh, that yeah. tablecloth, the right. picnic tablecloth, wow. with like little packs of four biscuits and plastic what? from Amazing yeah. Savings. I that were not half 
cooked <laughs> and melting oh and sweating God. and then like some other random uh, small thing because I didn't really know what I was doing yeah. so you know I'm thankful that he actually said something but at first I was kind of like hey wait a minute like what do you right. mean I'm not gonna make money this is my this yeah. is my product this is my brand but, mm-hmm. but yeah but then the following year Phaedra came along <laughs> and um, I only remember you being next to me I never remember you, you didn't being, know I was, no I had no idea yeah, yeah. it was back. all a right. plot yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you were always very familiar to me and I like to be around people who are familiar like it was very comfortable mm-hmm. and I remember when we first met and you know you had the oils and I had just you know become knowledgeable about certain oils so it was really mm-hmm. interesting to me you had the mm-hmm. Palo Santos and the oh, candles and I remember yeah. thinking like mm-hmm. I want to go to her yeah. I just wanted to go to your house. I had no idea. Right. You already knew. I, yeah, I had no idea wow. what like yeah. I was walking so into. Funny. But then like you. as time progressed, we just became closer yeah. and like yeah. really good friends. And the first time I went to your house, you took me to that tea house, and oh, it just like changed yeah. my life. Changed yeah. everyone's oh. life. That, that tea house. Yeah. That's I Japan. Know. Who has it? Right. That's yeah. Japan back there. It is Japan. Yeah, and when it's... you told me that she breastfed her children in yeah. there, that was like that was it for me i'm like this is the life that i should have been living you breastfed your children in japan yeah right oh, it, yeah, come japan. on now it's japan back come there. on now it is, all right it it's so all dope. right like, yeah. yeah yeah and I, I would love to take credit for it you know but yeah billy my husband is really he's dope. like he he just has a thing like he he was um ancient japanese carpenter in another life Aww. because it just comes so naturally to him Aww. like he's just like yeah these are the tools i need and this is what it's gonna look oh, like and, yeah, yeah and just goes yeah, to town. very very skilled yeah so skilled. yeah i mean it was amazing yeah Aww. it's been amazing and it's still it, it is it's a place like now i feel like more than ever mm. we need that we need Self-care. a space like that Absolutely. you know just somewhere to and it was always our intention to when we go out there it was always like a no phone zone no computers yeah. nothing mm-hmm. it was just like we go there and we're just like silent yeah. and yeah and now it seems you know because we we've lived in that house now for 17 years you yeah. know yeah so, but now more than ever, it's so relevant. Yeah. Just to, oh my like, God. Yeah. So yeah. I told whenever him I need a tea house, to I told him just I need one. Come over, oh, take oh, a little break. Yeah. Thank you. Or retreat. I know. Like, yeah. Hi, Phaedra. I'm coming over yeah. for therapy. I'm like, I'm coming yeah. over with the breasts and a baby. <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> coming over yeah. with the little one. Right. <laughs> But, yes. um, oh, and one other thing I wanted mm-hmm. to add that I knew we were on the right track, mm-hmm. um, friendship wise, was because your mother-in-law oh yeah which is, is my mother's tap teacher oh, shout yeah. out to the teenek tapper so yeah. it was just like everything just came yeah together yeah, full circle. it was very so interesting crazy, right? and then you're a dancer it's just like yeah. it all just yeah. kind of, it all made sense it's yeah. we're the totally. trifecta right. De- mm-hmm. definitely right <laughs> yeah so that was cool oh wow yeah. okay so we're gonna jump into the next question the powers of aromatherapy Mm-hmm. Phaedra, can you talk to us about your knowledge on that and also about Golden Potions, your yeah. amazing business? Yeah, um, yeah so aromatherapy, um, it is something that 
that works on all parts of the body, you mm-hmm. know, on, you know, it can benefit you emotionally, mm-hmm. physically, um, spiritually, um, and I, I feel like it's, it's something that, you know, it kind of drives me crazy that now you can walk into Target and there's all these right. essential oils or whatever. And just like, From hey. Random like yeah. And, um, yeah. And, and that, that's all good and fine. And I, you know, there's a part of me that feels, uh, I guess, um, happy and fortunate that, mm-hmm. you know, people are being exposed to. Right. The you healing know, so, properties. Yeah, exactly. Um, because they really, they they are magical. I mean, it's, if you think about the plants that give us these oils, mm-hmm. um, the plant is sacrificing its life force essence. Yeah. Wow. You know, that, wow, that just the, gave me goosebumps. De- oh my it, God. Really, it's the deepest part of the plant, you know, that you know, puts off an aroma, you know, for what, for what reason does this plant have this aroma, you know? And then to think that you can steam distill these plants and, you know, you're basically, it's like the, the blood and the life of the plant, you know, and, and then the, the plant, everything that's left, like goes right back into the earth, right? you know? So, um, I, I think it's just, you know, such a, a deep and, you know, old tradition, you know, mm-hmm. using aromatic plants. Right. Um, yeah, and they, they have all kinds of properties. I mean, it's crazy if you really study it and you see um, how many, like, all the co- chemical constituents of each oil. I mean, it's mind-blowing. Like, wow. you, you never... I mean, it's like reading a, a breakdown of, you know, all the different properties and mm-hmm. all the chemical constituents. It's just like, what? What is this weird wow. lab sheet I'm looking at, you know? Um, but anyway, um, yeah, I, I feel like everyone can benefit from essential oils, whether Definitely. you're using it just, like, diffusing it or just smelling um, because the way when we smell Mm -hmm. it hits the part of our brain like the oldest part of the human brain so it goes you you smell something and you immediately start triggering memory wow yeah the the part of the brain that where you um where you smell and where you store memory Mm -hmm. they're they're in the same area Wow. So it, it really, it's the, the oldest part of the human body. Wow. <laughs> I mean, basically, I mean yeah. it's crazy to think about, isn't it? That's amazing. Yeah. I yeah. love And that's why it. when you, um, it's really hard to smell something and not immediately have some kind of memory attached to it. Or, right. or is it? I don't know. Is it like that for you guys? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. true. Like the other day I was hugging somebody and I hadn't seen that person in a long time. And I was like, wow, you smell like how you used to smell. And I haven't yeah. seen the person oh, in wow. years. Wow. And I was like, he's, 
like yeah. what does that smell like and I was like just you but I don't know what yeah. it is you right, know right. it was very familiar yeah. and unique to yeah. that particular person yeah his essence, his essence. there yeah. we go mm-hmm. yeah but um and so Golden Potion is my company that um I started gosh it's been a little while now it's been mm-hmm. about 10 years um yeah. But um, I feel like it's still evolving mm-hmm. and kind of becoming whatever it is that it's becoming. Right. Um, my main thing, I guess, is, you know, my... Because I also, besides having an aromatherapy background, I also studied natural perfume. So mm-hmm. I kind of blend those two things, you right. know. Um the only, like, natural perfumery, the way it differs from aromatherapy is mm-hmm. that it, um, you use a lot more, you have a much wider palette. Mm-hmm. Um, so you might have things like, um, like Rose Absolute, for example. Mm-hmm. It's um, a different type of distillation from mm-hmm. Rose Auto. Uh, whatever, I'm not going to get into all that. You can delete that. <laughs> no, <whatever>. no. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. I mean, yeah. I'm assuming there's not yeah. going to be only people that don't know about it. There's yeah. going to be people that resonate with it. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. It's money. So. Okay. Yeah, so um, I make everything from aromatherapeutic blends to mm-hmm. natural perfumes to bath salts and candles and oh, room sprays and <laughs> yeah the the list goes on yes it's amazing. amazing right we all we both wandering rose yeah. yes a wandering yeah. rose you guys need to go on her etsy yes. account matter of fact let's do a quick plug-in for that where can people find your amazing yeah, so you products? can find me on etsy mm-hmm. get on the etsy and search up golden potion yes absolutely get some of that what was it called again wandering rose wandering rose i just got some and so in love and it's really important since all three of us are women that have our own businesses it's very important for us to support each other Mm -hmm. and by supporting obviously monetarily as well like give us the dividends but reviews are very important oh definitely and so when you go on these sites and you're you're ordering things make sure you're leaving reviews you're rating because this just gives us more credibility that it gives us more revenue right, and right. exposure. It, mm-hmm. So even yeah. with the podcasting, it's important to make sure you comment and right. like and follow and all that stuff. And same thing with as we're going to move right along to Maisha and her business venture with your amazing organic pure dog food. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about Pure? Well, pure is exactly what the name says. It's pure. It's for Mm -hmm. your dog. It doesn't have any chemicals 
um, preservatives. Everything is organic, handmade. Mm-hmm. Great intentions go into it. Yeah. If someone mm-hmm. tells me that their dog is having a belly ache and they want some oven baked chicken, I'll put the intention. Yes. You know, so that their dog, right. hopefully, their dog gets better. So it's just yeah. it's so right. much more than me just like baking cookies or dehydrating right. certain things. Like if right. someone tells me that their dog is having an issue, I really mm-hmm. put forth the energy uh, into yeah. the product. So you know, but um. Yeah, so I started it, I would say, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, my dog was annoyingly ill. It sounds horrible, but, <laughs> you, know, you know, I had just finished, uh, I guess, graduate school, and uh, my money was funny. Which seems <laughs> money annoying. with my money. <laughs> and she just kept having, you know, she just kept having these, like, oh, yeast infections. Her ears would smell crazy. Oh, like, wow. And and the the buildup and mm. yeast infections mm. in her ears, yeast infections in her vagina. Um, she wow. had like some sort of issue where she was biting the fur off of her thighs, oh, and God. she had urinary tract infections. How do you know oh. if your dog has urinary tract infection? This is just based off my experience. They mm. always have to pee, mm. and they may pee for a long time and nothing comes out and then there will be some traces of blood so my dog was peeing blood with yeast infections in her ears and her vagina she was itching she bit the hair off of her paws like around the fall when the leaves the seasons would start to change she would Mm -hmm. become severely irritated so I just chopped it up to her being allergic to grass so oh. it was it was very sad mm-hmm. because I didn't know how to help her, her and yeah and yeah. then like the the financial aspect of it too like they right. and these vets they play on your guilt because they know oh, that yeah. you love your pet so right. they pretty much whenever I would take her to the doctor they're like mm-hmm. oh she probably has bladder cancer um, oh. I remember one doctor oh I'm not gonna That's say uh, the, the specific name but a doctor in Teaneck mm-hmm. um right tested Sadi for uh, an array of I guess diseases and mm-hmm. then when she called me back a few days later mm-hmm. she actually was disappointed that my dog did not have bladder cancer so wow. at that what? moment I swore off of any type of medication mm-hmm. for her you know and any type of doctor's appointments and this is just for me because mm-hmm. I feel like you know if you have an animal and you are with the animal for a long time especially like a dog that mm-hmm. can communicate right. with you you know when something is wrong with mm-hmm. your animal just like the same as you know when something is wrong with with your own body but yeah. you know I feel like as humans and as pet owners we put a lot of trust into the doctors mm-hmm. that really mm-hmm. don't know right. our pet and they don't know us either you right. know but that's a whole yeah. different story so, um, yeah, so she would get the medication. When the medication was over, the same symptoms would reoccur. So wow. then I just started researching different um, produce that they needed, different proteins, just so that her cells can be balanced. Mm-hmm. And, you wow. know, I figured once she got balanced in her gut with her cells, maybe everything else would fall into place. And mm-hmm. so that's where Pure began. began. I started selling it in Ziploc bags to my friend Gina. Shout out to Gina and Caramel who supported me from the beginning. Um, And then I just looked into like grain-free biscuits and jerky Mm -hmm. and flea and tick protection and I just started making it. Yeah. Wow. And, and awesome. selling it. So www.givedogspure.com. Yes. Mm-hmm. You will not be disappointed and your dog no. will love it. This stuff looks the, even edible yeah. for ourselves. It is. Um, you can eat it. Yes, yes it's we actually did. human grade if you're, if you're down to a bland. Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so true. We're so hungry. We're so 
delicious. I have to dig up that commercial. I know. Yes, we <laughs> have. Right. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, mm, we did all types good. of stuff out there. Oh my and, uh, god, that was under like those tents. That was our crazy time. So we're gonna just move right along. Why did Maisha change her diet? So obviously you talked about your dog's diet. Yeah. How um and actually why did you change your your particular diet? Um well um it all started with uh my menstrual cycle. Mm, speak on and it. just just <laughs> off of my experience uh, I always try to tell people this is just based off of my experience mm-hmm. but if your womb and your menstrual cycle is not right then your whole system yeah. is Come not on right now. because oh, yeah. I'm learning it's that your now. womb is like a separate brain it holds memory it mm-hmm. holds mm-hmm. like emotions yes. you know so traumas if, if your mm-hmm. cycle is crazy if you're not getting a cycle if you have yeah. like crazy cramps horrible cramps Mm -hmm. um heavy periods you're moody you're bloated there's acne on the side of your face Mm -hmm. on your chin Mm -hmm. that means that there is something wrong with your whole Mm. system just based off of my experience so it's it began with that um because i had gained a significant amount of weight Mm. You remember that photo with the yes. leopard shirt and the pink jeans? Yeah. Yes, there was a and wedding photo. <laughs> That's not even the one. There was one before. I think. Oh I think you took it. It was. It was years ago. I had on a leopard shirt from H and M and some pink shirt. jeans, and my legs jeans. looked an inch long. <laughs> with a boot, I can't. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was, I was really. Well, you saw the photo. Facial, remember you that like that? Photo? That no, oh, it was worse oh, before. Oh, oh, I don't remember that. You may not remember the me. photo from your wedding. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. Like that it's a one. boy, but it's a boy. Yeah, but right. weren't you a trans? No, there's dress? one years, like oh, a few years ago. I need to see right? that one. <laughs> But yeah, we showed Phaedra the oh. wedding photo. That yeah. one. I didn't even recognize you. Were you were like, who's that? Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, it was me. Yeah. It, it was not. Yeah, I was in that whole, that's a whole nother (laughs) show, which I could take up a lot of time Mm -hmm. in that story. But, but, um, like my stomach was protruding, um, no menstrual cycle. Like it would be six months really, and just nothing. Holy crap. My ankles were swelling. Um, I went to the gynecologist and she gave me some stuff to force my cycle down. Mm -hmm. And then she put me on uh, a low dosage of birth control, Mm -hmm. which ended up backfiring too, Mm -hmm. because that just threw my system out of whack. Mm -hmm. Um, And so fast forward two years, I was on birth control for two years and then I got off and my, my, my cycle was coming like every 20 something days because of the pill. Mm -hmm. And so when I got off the pill, like 11 months in my period had not come. Are you serious? Yeah, but like my stomach was so large and my mom would always like 
comment about it uh-huh. and it would kind of be offensive to me but mm-hmm. she was concerned because she was like what's wrong with my child right so it started from there and then I just started looking into different herbs um you know to kind of get my system back in order mm-hmm. and then I was heavy into meditation mm-hmm. and um you know lowering my stress and this is like through years of right. a year's journey mm-hmm. yeah but um yeah, so then I, I ended up becoming a vegan and eliminating, long fast forward, eliminating all the stress out of my life yeah. and only surrounding myself with people and foods that have high vibratory properties Come because I feel like the people that you keep around you too can oh, keep you sure. sick. Like, yeah. I was, yeah, I so was intertwined yes. with a lot of negative people who mm, I realized right. were eating off of me Come for on now. years. Come on now, about that leech, I told you. Yeah, for years, you. energetic and mm-hmm. that too that is probably what mm-hmm. part of my problem was also mm-hmm. my whole system was clogged like yeah. I was clogged my chakras yeah. my hormones everything was mm-hmm. out of whack right. so um, yeah so I just try to surround myself with uh, high vibratory foods people mm-hmm. um, I unplug from CNN yeah. Television. I hardly Good. use my Good. cell yes. phone. Good. Um, Good. And and now, uh, what is it? December two thousand seventeen. Mm-hmm. I can say that I'm completely, for the most part, where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Like hormonally, energetically, balance wise. Mm-hmm. So. I think it was destined for me to change my lifestyle, right. but I feel like my womb issues is what caught my attention because once I started looking into that mm-hmm. a whole nother world opened up to me and then oh, they kind of yeah, like welcomed yeah. me like this is where you're supposed to be oh, my wow. sister, so. Uh-huh. so yeah and I, I you know I try to tell people you know the benefits of veganism or the benefits of you know being balanced energetically and they mm-hmm. think I'm crazy yeah. mm-hmm. but, but it really it that. really it's real like yeah. the people mm-hmm. who you surround yourself with the foods yeah. that you eat, mm-hmm. the products that you use on your body. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hashtag golden potion. Yeah. Yes. That's where yes. you need to be. Right. Okay. Come on now. All um, natural. It all goes into your whole orbit. Right. It does. Your yeah. whole orbit. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't edify me, I want nothing to do with it. Right. Yeah. So I've lost a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I've lost jobs. Oh, yes. I've I've Pretty lost, tight. you know, uh, a lot of things, but mm-hmm. it was only a pruning process so that the actual flower could start to bloom. Come on, yeah. So <laughs> I'm actually thank you. You changed your life and yeah. your diet. Yeah. I'm actually on that same journey because my periods have been getting progressively worse, mm-hmm. you know, and chronic pain before I would just, you know, do Advil all these years. And mm-hmm. it was getting to a point where that wasn't even working or it would be so de- debilitating I couldn't really move so I was like let me change my diet because I saw what it did for you you know because you've been talking about it for a few years now so I had stopped eating the meat and it's been since August and after the full I guess the full month of purging and kind of not even eating the junk food too because I did veganism before but it was like pizza or this right, you know like overdose on that yeah because yeah, yeah. you know you're just not educated about it or you don't have the time or whatever yeah. to prep and but after eating clean the darkness the shade of my my period was 
red yeah. it was mm-hmm. just like a bright red mm-hmm. and I'm, I heard like and I read that that's a healthy color mm-hmm. for years it's been very dark like a mm-hmm. dark cherry you know a black mm-hmm. cherry color with lots of clotting mm-hmm. and I just assumed it to be normal what's funny is that these gynecologists would just tell you like yeah you're supposed to be in pain this is Let part of a woman's God. work you know like <laughs> you're this this is normal that's not normal there's Can I no just, um, reason why that should be Speak on it, preach on. I don't know if I told you guys, but I used to go to a gynecologist, and I always tell women, listen to your body. Like even if you have to just sit in silence with your eyes closed, like you can, you can tell where and when something is wrong in your body. You just have to be in tune with it. You don't have to go to a stranger all the time for them to tell you what's wrong. Yeah. So I, I was going to a gynecologist, the one who was pumping me with synthetic hormones for years. And, you know, yeah, my period, when it comes, okay, your period's just an anomaly. You yeah. know, you don't have thyroidism. You don't have PCOS. You don't have, it's just an anomaly. We don't know what's wrong. Why you're not getting a menstrual right. cycle. Um, and so one time I went into her office. I had happened to be in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And I was telling her how I pretty much healed myself mm-hmm. the, the holistic way. Right. And, you know, the things I was doing. And she pulled me into her office and said, I'm really happy for you that you, you know, got your health back, Mm -hmm. but that's bad for my business. You can't stand in my lobby where people can hear you talking about these herbs and these like fruits and different types of things because then that takes money out of my pocket. So (laughs) right then and there, I was completely just done with that whole thing. With Western medicine. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Finished. Like, Benito, thank you for that confirmation goodbye. It's chemistry. That's all it is. Wow. That's crazy. That is crazy. Well, Phaedra, can you tell us about your new diet experience? Yes. So why have you changed your diet? I have changed the diet. Mm -hmm. Um... Although, you know, it's I'm still time. on the meat. So, don't judge. I still eat the meat. That tea is at the meat. the tea Like a Kevin or a Kimin Yeah, so I changed my diet. Um, I don't know, it's maybe in like five months or something like wow. that. Um, and I originally, I I knew I needed some kind of change just mm-hmm. because I was going through this cycle of eating crazy amounts of sugar. Oh, <laughs> um, yes. Lots of sugar, lots of flour. Um, the delicious stuff. Yeah, I, I've always liked so those things, mm-hmm. but... Um, you know, when you get to be my age, mm-hmm. I'm a little bit older than you guys. Seasoned <laughs> flower. Um, age is a real. Women of a certain age. Yes, of a certain <laughs> age. Um, your metabolism does slow down. You know, I'm not as active as I used to be. Mm-hmm. I've had certain injuries that have prevented me from working out, like, a crazy person which mm. I used to do to the point of hurting oh, wow. myself um, so I, I knew something had to change so I started the whole 30 and mm. oh my god I'm telling you within a few weeks like I saw a huge difference wow. and 
Um, one was um, just with my energy, with my mood. Mm. Uh, my mood improved drastically. I suddenly, um, I was sleeping better. I wasn't, um, you know, waking up a lot at night and unable to go back to sleep. Um, and also my, my skin, I had been, I'm one of those people who had clear skin as a teenager mm. and then in my 30s started getting like crazy acne. Oh um, my But in, in not just like hormonal cystic acne, even though mm. I would get that and my doctor of course would just be like, oh, it's normal, let's try this or that or whatever. Mm-hmm. And nothing worked, like nothing. Um, so, I really, I, I haven't had a breakout since mm. I eliminated sugar, grain, dairy. Um, what else isn't uh, on the whole 30? Um, okay, there's also, there's no alcohol, but I didn't drink anyway. Um, What's the other thing? There's one more thing. Is it soy? Oh, yeah, soy. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. So after eliminating those things, like, it it really does. It it changes everything on the inside and outside of your body. And I'm still, yeah, so the Whole30, the idea is you eliminate those five things for 30 days. And it, Mm. like, starts to reset your body but after 30 days I I was like what so now I'm just gonna start eating like I used to eat and and so I I haven't gone back I mean there every once in a while I might like a few weeks ago I had a little miso soup which is from soybeans Mm -hmm. um it didn't kill me there was one day oh it was the day that we went for tea do you remember we went for tea yes and I ate um like I don't know, the half of, like, ten scones or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> ten scones. And a few days after that, I got all these crazy breakouts. Oh like, I think... Starting to get yeah. a yeast infection. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? No. And the yeah. cupcake at the Femme Feed, that little cupcake started yeah. my vagina itching. Listen yeah. to your vagina, no, no, it's true. Listen no, to your that vagina. Too. That listen did to, you happen. You have to listen to your vagina. <laughs> yes, I yeah. started getting... Like a little yeah, itchy. exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I totally forgot. Um, So I really, I don't, I know now I really don't do well with sugar and processed like grains or flours or whatever it is. Um, Probably the butter too was all up in there. Yeah, butter. Mm -hmm. But isn't it amazing just to like, it's just amazing because when, when you're in, that certain lifestyle it's yeah. just normalcy right but then when you mm-hmm. when you're out of it and then you try to just have like <laughs> have a, a little, little bite yeah. yeah it'll yeah. completely wipe you out yeah. it'll be you down mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's so true um yeah. i recently found um a substitute to miso if you're mm-hmm. interested in to it we were talking about i am from, yeah what is have it? it in the fridge oh. it's um brown rice Made, oh, made uh-huh. into miso. Really? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I I'm aware of brown rice miso. Um, oh. Yeah, because we've used that too. But yeah, the the grains. I still haven't figured out oh, like yeah, what grains, grains right. I Sorry, can. Maybe you can eat kamut. That's what we oh, eat. Kamut. Kamut is good. Kamut. It's. A, have you ever had it? Yes, I have. Yeah. A long time ago. Yeah, I used it's to good. Eat it. yeah. yeah, it's pretty good. But I don't know mm. if that would be on your your whole 30 but it's like i love yeah well i mean i i feel like eventually like i need to incorporate something yeah because Mm -hmm. yeah sometimes i feel like 
yeah, my diet is quite out of balance, <laughs> you know, just eating like vegetables and meat yeah. or just, you know, some days I will eat eggs like three times a day, mm-hmm. <laughs> eggs and avocado. Right. It's like, how much of that can you eat? Yeah. Um, you gotta yeah. It up. So I, I need more variety for sure. Absolutely. Um, well, that was mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. So we all got into our little diet stories. Mm-hmm. Right. All right, this this one's a loaded one. I want us to talk about what it was like growing up in our homes. So we're getting deep into childhood. Um, There's a podcast I love, The Friend Zone, and uh, Francesca, Hey Friend, Hey, shouts out to you. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Okay. Okay. Jalif. So. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. Okay, I can't. I can't. I don't even know what is he saying. I don't know. Oh, okay, sorry. So <laughs> we digress. We're very right. silly. We're but, very very silly. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I forgot what I was talking about for a minute. Yes. So oh, for childhood, yes. Yeah, so friend talks about childhood a lot on her particular podcast with Dustin and Asante. And it made me realize how important like the rearing and the moving and and the handling of a child and what Mm. it's done to us as individuals. So I wanted to talk about how was it like as a young girl, because we're going to get into the last question soon which is um talking to our 14 year old self so imagine yourself in that time around that scope maybe from 10 to 14 what was it like growing up in your particular homes whoever is ready to jump right in Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) wow well 10 to 14. Well, you really picked some years there, didn't you? I did. <laughs> or you know what? If it's too narrow for you, just as an adolescent, um, period, what was that like? Um, it was a really weird time for me. Um, my mom had remarried, mm. and my stepdad was... Um, a severe alcoholic mm-hmm. who was really abusive and um, yeah so um, there there was a lot of turmoil in the home even mm-hmm. though my mom was always trying to like keep it like very much together um, my younger brother had just been born and that was like the joy of my life um, little so, Cody yes mm-hmm. my little Cody um, I have a Cody too I know <laughs> I love it um, so that kind of kept me like centered mm-hmm. and focused and hopeful right. you right. know but yeah my stepdad was a pretty bad man mm. um and yeah I, I can't go into all of it but he mm-hmm. he ended up not 
being in our lives by the time I was 14. Okay. Um, and he, yeah, but he, he, he left a very dark cloud over right. our family. Um, I, I was, I was a little bit of an overachiever, just mm-hmm. someone who was always like a perfectionist and always trying to help and do things for people. Mm-hmm. And, and just, I was super involved with things outside of my home because mm-hmm. I, did not have a good life at home mm-hmm. um and i mean yeah i mean i i hit a lot of it um yeah. how i was really feeling and and, and pretender. yeah yeah i pretended yeah. a lot um and just coped yeah by 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 pretending and um you know Friends had no idea like mm. that my stepdad was in prison and that my mom was in a mental hospital mm. and like we were basically homeless for a while wow. and just and re- like living in poverty wow. but I had a way of just like totally hiding it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. But it's hard (laughs) that I mean there's stuff too that I learned to be the great pretender about you know um especially in school when maybe there were things that were said or done Mm -hmm. peer wise and just put it on that mask like Mm -hmm. those peer comments Mm -hmm. yeah like it's like oh you know it doesn't hurt me and you're dying inside but you become so good at it yeah you know making people believe that you're okay Mm -hmm. and that everything is okay yeah or you're this person when you know you're really not this person yeah yeah Yeah, that was definitely me Mm -hmm. for a long time oh yeah yeah. So I can relate. Oh, yeah. Maisha, yeah. you? What you said from 10 to 14? Or, you know Maisha. what? Just let's broaden up the scope. I guess okay. a part. <clears throat> and let me quickly interject. I, I didn't do my research completely, but <laughs> recently I um, passed through Facebook mm-hmm. and my friend who's a doctor, she, I'm not a doctor, excuse me, she's an RN, shouts out to Shirley the writer. She had a post on her her Facebook feed, mm-hmm. and it was um, about a doctor on TED. Oh. TED yeah, talk, TED Talk. Yeah, yeah. TED Talk, mm-hmm. TED Med or whatever, because yeah. it was a doctor's yeah. series or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she spoke about childhood traumas mm-hmm. and that being the leading causes of illnesses and depression and drug abuse and not even so much drug abuse like she was saying like people associated that more so but it was it was more so the trauma changed your whole genetic makeup Mm-hmm. Something like in you just changes, so you're mm-hmm. more susceptible to disease. Right. And some in some cases those defi- um, yeah. coping mechanisms that are bad, right. but not right. so much with that because sometimes you have people in life that have had certain traumas when they were younger and they don't indulge in those bad things. Right. But they're susceptible to diseases and certain issues that happen to them mentally, you know? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's all from the trauma. 
and yeah. the changing of your cells. Right, she said there's right. a cellular, on a uh-huh. cellular level, it changes you. Uh-huh. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, I was I, like, what? I believe I'm, it. I, yeah. I watched that same thing, and I'm I, gonna post it yeah, on there. Yeah, I believe mm-hmm. it. Nadine Harris, I think that's her name. Right, mm-hmm. right. There was. Um, also, I think it was a couple of years ago on NPR where they talked about that study, and you can actually do the test online to wow. see how, how much. Uh, yeah, aces, and I, I think it's called. Yeah, eight. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was ten out of ten. Wow, I've experienced all of them. <laughs> and but and this is the thing, like even though. You know, and you can score that high. Mm-hmm. You also have to remember that there there may have been a teacher or some role model, maybe a grandmother, some you know mm-hmm. aunt or whoever it was in your life, like having that shining light, just right. that you know something to focus on or hold on that to and that that's like trouble, like what trouble. my little brother was after he was mm-hmm. born i was like okay even though my stepdad is beating the shit out of my older brother who mm. was only like whatever nine years old at the time or whatever like and you know just like the dealing with that madness like mm-hmm. i could focus on like just having like you know, my little baby brother, like this right. precious and this yes. thing and it's memories it. of my grandmother or whatever it was right. that kept me like just going. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just found that astonishing. Oh my and God, that's why I, I was know. like, oh, I definitely need to bring it up when you guys come. Yeah. It's interesting. And what about you, Mai? It's interesting that you said that because that just made me think of an incident in uh, fifth grade mm-hmm. that could possibly have led to my whole imbalance journey. Mm. Um, I was always the tall kid, the tall Mm -hmm. girl in the class. Um, Mm. You know, grew up in a two-parent household. Mm. I took piano, ballet. I went to camp. Mm. You know, it was very... Went to, too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was very uh, sheltered. Like, my parents handled myself and my brother with care. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But... Then there were those on the outside of that bubble. So I remember I was in fifth grade, and fifth grade is when I started my menstrual cycle. Um, Very early, it was traumatizing. Um, And my mom bought me a pair of cross color shorts from Valley Fair. Do you guys remember cross colors? Mm -mm. No, but they were like the TLC shorts, the shorts that stopped mid calf. Like so, they were some of those, right? And I was never like thin or you know like a small Mm -hmm. framed person I've always been like fully grown Mm -hmm. (laughs) a big bone right you know big strong woman Um, (laughs) but um I remember there was a specific uh boy that I had a crush on and I had a crush Mm -hmm. on him for like years Mm -hmm. like through middle school um and I, it was Thomas Jefferson Middle School, and I was mm-hmm. walking into the building, and him and another boy were on the little bridge going into the side doors. You know, mm-hmm. the cafeteria the was around by the mm-hmm. creek, yeah. but not the front, the side creek. Okay. The side creek. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no and no. I remember my parent, my mom or my dad dropped me off, and I got out of the car, and I felt so, like, fly because I have my new shorts, yeah. you know, I have my t-shirt to match. Yes, yes. And they screamed, ew, look at her legs. No. Are you serious? That like, 
completely yeah, that's trauma. Yeah. Can I tell Whoa. you that I did not wear shorts again until I was 26. No. From fifth grade. Are you serious? And so right then and there, even though, you know, kids are... Kids right. are fucking oh kids. God. They yeah. say mean things. Kids boys are, are boys. Mm-hmm. Like, right. You know, like, my body was changing, but yeah. I feel like at then and there, that took my, like, my feminine power yeah. to a wow. certain extent at that age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which could have led to a series of issues that I had waiting for me mm-hmm. years later, you know what I mean? Because it was just so damaging. Right. And I could not wear shorts. Wow. Until I was 26. Oh, my God. From something someone said in fifth grade. Oh, wow. my God. Wow. So, That's it is amazing. very... I've, I've definitely believed yeah, what you no, said because absolutely. it could be the smallest thing. Right. But and she, it's damaging. Yeah. Right. And she talked yeah. about it in detail, too, like, the what happens to you you know you I start here mm-hmm. oh, it's okay. no it's okay no, I'm gonna give you a hug oh my god my no sister okay. I'm with you it's okay We're no it's just you. like going back oh. to that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's reliving yeah. it again it's mm-hmm. definitely the trauma see so how it just that so you unearthed it mm-hmm. yeah exactly um she yeah. talked about she said that um like you you start to feel well, it's like the fight or flight, you know, like that mm, fear comes mm-hmm. up, you feel it and your body's ready. And she was like, it's great when there's like a bear around. Right. But when you're experiencing this, when you get home mm-hmm. over and over again in yeah. your bed, it, it, it's unhealthy. Of course. Yeah. And for to be honest, for me, I experience it on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. It could be anything. It could be in my car, someone's yeah. coming too close. Mm-hmm. Or just a random thought of something that's insignificant. It happens. So I know, like, internally, the chemicals that are being released over and over again yeah. for these 35 years of life, I know, like, something negative is happening, you mm-hmm. know, that yeah. I, I'm hoping to reverse or, or just kind of cut off and stop from making anything worse but I feel like that's what happened with my menstrual cycle why it's been so bad you know all these years because this body and shouts out to my body because it's Mm -hmm. been through so much Mm -hmm. the emotional strain and probably us as women we go through so much not even just the the childbearing but just the emotional assaults Boom, mm. boom, boom. And what we take in, especially as empaths, if you're empath, yeah. if you're not even an empath, like just being a woman and feeling that as a nurturer, you're just like, what? It's it's too much. So I definitely feel it on a regular basis. And when she said that, like my heart dropped because I'm like, oh my God, I, I really need to heal myself yeah. because I feel this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just want to share... And if you have something else you want to share too, Maisha, mm-hmm. you should. And I'd like Maisha, um, Phaedra to share too. I want us to, as people talk about negative things that have happened, like, for example, the word nigger, you know, now they use it as a positive word mm-hmm. and endearment mm-hmm. when it's used within its culture and community or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just want to bring life to a trauma that has happened that I've never forgot, but I can look at it through a different lens now as an adult Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. not let the little girl in me be hurt over and over. You know, Mm -hmm. coddle her and treat her 
with care, but mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't affect you anymore because I've got your back. Like right. I, I'm holding you, mm -hmm. little Allison or yeah. whatever. So mm -hmm. anyway, for me, I, I would like us to say a snap that happened when we were younger mm -hmm. that was very hurtful and really sunk into the core. Um, but also you can see the humor in it because now in hindsight, I see how funny it was. It was a great snap, but it definitely hurt, you know, but I could see how creative it was mm -hmm. and like, oh, that person is really funny, you know, mm -hmm. rather than, oh, this person's attacking me and there's something wrong with me. It's like, oh, there's something wrong with whatever he was or she was feeling that she felt that she or he felt that they needed to say. So anyway, I'm getting long-winded, but so there was two snaps. So my last name is Osu, right? And there was a kid, this was in the Bronx, both episodes were in the Bronx, so the Bronx is serious, but um, <laughs> so the, the kid, he, he, there was um, a serial called, um, Oh crisps or something, something crisps. Mm -hmm. And there was a dog that used to say, ooh, and crisp or something. I don't even know the original. I just remember. <laughs> cookie crisp? Cookie crisp. Yes. Oh, thank you. It was cookie was, crisp. I was there. Yes, you were so, there. So, I was like, thank okay. you. Okay. I, you, that's that's Ooh, how deep could. it was because uh -huh. I didn't even remember the original reference. Right. I don't even remember. But he would call me Awookie Crisp. And like, I would mm -hmm. just die inside. I'm like, what? Oh my Aww. God. Like, <laughs> I hate the African in me. I hate my last name. Everything was just self hate because I was getting picked on. So that was one that I, I remember vividly and really hurt my my feelings. And then one, I've always had like natural bags. I think my mom said I got really sick, I think when I was four and ever since then, like they just kind of formed and developed and they were there. Um, and a lot of people have it, you know, some people, they just have flat under their eyes. I happen to have like some bags. So I've always been self-conscious about it. Like to a I've point never where- I've noticed. Me neither. Oh, now it's okay. There, I was like, where is it? <laughs> but I, to a point where I wouldn't even want to shed light on it. Like me wow. talking about this mm -hmm. now, is it's just such a growth like you have really passed this point mm -hmm. in your life but it was in the Bronx I was in um, Sasa um, St. Augustine School of the Arts and we're sitting down we're having class and this kid was like why do you have saddlebags under your eyes? Oh my god. Yes. What? And then he started calling me saddlebags. And it was, it's so funny, but I died because I associated it with my aesthetics and not being pleasing, you know, not being one of the cute girls or whatever. And I was like, oh my god, I have these bags. And they were really bad at the time because at a particular school they had a cat. And um, he would just let the cat roam around and I was allergic to it. So they would really protrude out. And mm. I just, I couldn't do anything about it. You know, surgery wasn't a thing or wasn't gonna happen at that age. So like, 
it just really hurt me. I was walking around with this complex about my saddlebags every time I took pictures. Even to this day, sometimes when I see it, I'm like, okay, that's an ugly picture. Let me retake. You know, oh, if it the lighting is right and it, it's not there, that's the pretty picture. You know what I mean? So even though they've been better than what it was when I was a child, but that was very traumatizing for me that I remember. Uh, Phaedra, do you have anything? <laughs> <laughs> Dig deep. Don't oh, leave us <laughs> um, Yeah, well, I mean, for me it was always or often about um, well, just the way I looked, you know, mm. why do I look the way I look? You know, like, yeah, what are you? Mm. <laughs> That's mm. what, you know, yeah. kids would always ask. What are you? You know, and like, what are you? A, as a little kid, like, you're just wait, like, what do you, you, like, what do you mean? <laughs> right. You know, it, was, it was very An confusing. <laughs> yeah. And it, it was difficult because I, I grew up um, with my mom who is like blonde hair and mm. green eyes, you yeah. know, and even though her family is the the native in me you know mm -hmm. um the only one who like her brothers are like you know had darker hair darker skin whatever her mom did but mm -hmm. you know she and her sister have like red hair and blonde hair and green eyes and blue eyes you yeah. know um so and that's who i grew up with so i didn't really have much of a connection to my dad's family, mm -hmm. to my African side, African-American. Mm -hmm. um, and it it was really confusing at times. Mm -hmm. And and my mom never, you know, it wasn't something we talked about, which right. was always, it was always kind of this mystery to me. Like, I don't know, what am I? Who am I? And I have to say, like, I'm still figuring out right. what, the right. answer to that question what yeah. am i who am i you know um you're an amazing soul yeah right. <laughs> so i i have to say that that was you know it was always like why is your hair like so frizzy or why is your you know yeah. things like that that that's rough yeah but whatever we grow mm -hmm. yeah it makes us who we are mm -hmm. yeah yeah thank you mm -hmm. thank you for sharing <laughs> and my I guess you've already shared so right but one else? once well there's just so many <laughs> right? I, mean, I know I, I was teased for like the majority of my uh matriculation through the public school system Come because of now. my height uh -huh. like in I was taller than my first grade teacher I think no, like, no you were. yeah I was five two in the fourth grade like I was really oh, I grew wow. really fast so yeah. mm -hmm. like the the little tiny pipsqueak boys who I thought were cute yeah. like, <laughs> you know, oh my god you're a freaking mammoth like you know oh, so I remember oh. one particular time 
Um, outside of being called like Dakimbe Matumbo, because I play Who basketball. It's I think Manute Bowl. He's an NBA player. Oh, okay. I played basketball. Mm-hmm. Sorry. So I would I have sports. And then I, <laughs> when I got braces, I had to wear a mouth guard oh and then knee God. pads because like my knees were kind of like messed up from playing basketball. They would call me Patrick Ewing. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then like thinking about all these people who used to call me these things and actually running into them or seeing where mm, they're not at their decline right now it's oh, just yeah. like wow you know maybe right. maybe you should have you know right got some knee pads and a mouth guard too because yeah. <laughs> the glow up is real okay <laughs> but uh, real. one one particular time I think it was fifth grade was it Miss Ogletree's class shout out to Miss Ogletree Thomas Jefferson Middle School mm-hmm. but it was uh we were reading a book called The Big Friendly Giant oh yeah oh my god oh, oh my god run out of that room in front of me I was like okay oh my god I used to like count the run. chapters like to see how much longer it would be before oh we finished the book because god. I knew it was only a matter of time right. when the little boys would start calling me the BFG right. so I was just teased a, mm-hmm. <laughs> teased a lot um, for my height yeah. and my size growing up and like going back to like the womb I think that mm-hmm. kind of like threw me off hormonally because yeah. I didn't feel mm-hmm like one of the pretty girls or the girls that were considered pretty or like or girls one, that yeah, the chosen one. yeah so it kind of mm-hmm. like took away from my my femininity mm-hmm. to a certain extent like yeah. I kind of just push that to the yeah, side because mm-hmm. it was just the thing mm-hmm. right like they're not mm-hmm. looking at me in this mm-hmm. way so why would I be that yeah right so it's kind of just interesting how everything kind of panned out yeah it has a meaning when you look at it but yeah it was it was a lot was because of the height but and i remember one i don't even remember his name or who his brigade was but he's trash right i went to i went to to a cookout um like a few years ago with Mm -hmm. a friend a former friend of mine she was having a cookout and this guy was here and i knew he looked familiar but i didn't really i never knew his name you you probably know him we're not gonna try to think of it on right but we're sitting there and i mind you i'm finished with grad school everyone is like working and like kind of professional and he looks across the room and he's like yo big dick what's up and i'm like what what the fuck like who and then i started remembering like that was one of the names that him and his little friend gave me big dick because i was tall and they were so tiny but he's still a tiny man now and i'm pretty sure that his life is just not hot mess yeah because of yeah because you know i'm I'm not judging but just based on like what i saw and what the streets said you know but it's just like interesting how people kind of project their insecurities How onto you because he's a small man but you're calling me big dick right. so what does that say about so, you yeah. you know what I mean yeah. right. so like were you trying <laughs> you to tell me something said, like that you yeah. should have said back to him like small dick <laughs> it's you yeah. how you keeping right. the man man up right it's so it's just it's just <laughs> I mean when you think back about it it's it's brutal but at the same time it's funny because right. you think of where those people are exactly. now exactly and it yeah. doesn't kind of like, yeah. it doesn't matter and to all the young girls that are listening to right. my podcast like 
know that this ends eventually. It's not oh, real life. Right. It's not yes. real life. And yes. it ends. But I mean, obviously, the scars are still there. And they make you a part of who you are and they make you stronger. It's just like a, a callus, You're, you know, mm -hmm. you keep brushing upon that skin over and over again. Mm -hmm. And those wounds begin to, to create a cover, mm -hmm. you know, and that is your strength where you can take on the world, that callus. So just know that it will end and we all relate this this has happened to small dick too yeah i'm yeah. sure he's got teased <laughs> he has it to. happens to everybody right it's not it's not real it's not exclusive to <sighs> and like most of the time for the young girls listening if mm -hmm. there's like a guy or a girl teasing you about something nine times out of ten they admire that about oh them. absolutely but they just don't have the confidence oh definitely to Jealousy. appreciate it and tell you that they appreciate right. how it yeah looks. right you know what i mean so I said that. it is what I it is i said that on a, a Another um, recording with somebody, even mm -hmm. if it's not real. The with adults, because adults mm -hmm. attacked me when I was younger. Wow, do you remember? You we know, had that whole conversation. Girl, wow, they attacked me. You know, and they for a long light. time, my mom was thinking these people had my best interests, and I was confused too, because I'm like, I don't feel like I'm a bad person, but mm -hmm. these people are telling me I'm bad. It wasn't me. Mm -hmm. It was them. Yeah. They weren't right with who they were and they saw this light and they just couldn't take. They couldn't right. take. It happens and that sometimes even today, like I meet other women, like I'll meet women that are even like older than me. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why why do they have an issue with me? I did nothing. Right. Like I, you know, yeah. I did nothing. Yeah. And I'm like, there's something not right with them. Mm -hmm. Maybe they couldn't attract people the way that I attract people. And it's not like I do it intentionally. I'm just myself. Yeah. But I'm like my therapist years ago told me, if as a woman, you're not okay with yourself at a certain age, mm -hmm. it will come out when you see mm -hmm. younger women yeah. living oh. their life and uh -huh. living in their glory, yeah. something that you weren't able to hone for yourself mm -hmm. and you didn't make peace with, you'll start picking at them. Mm -hmm. It'll be like a bullying. Yes, yes. Uh -oh. oh, girl, did you hear that door? Yeah. <laughs> Do you, do you hear that door? I can't. And that loud talking, I cannot. Okay? <laughs> we were just talking about, you know, people hating on the glory, but they don't know your story. Come on now. Okay? <laughs> Let's That's a good <laughs> Let's do it together. Ready? Let's do it for them. Ready? Five, six, seven, go. Get your life. Called sense, smells. Oh, wait, dog food. <laughs> dog food. Right. What are you doing? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, the incense is done. Okay, the let's incense. just right. All right. put that right in there. there okay, go. so we're gonna jump right into our second to last question. What has your upbringing taught you about life? So. I guess even the rearing of your parents mm -hmm. and 
growing up in the neighborhoods that you grew up? What has it taught you about life? Wow. Hmm. I would say being that I grew up in like the American dream type of situation, like the house, the the parents, the my parents went to work, we had the dog, I had a brother, we went to camp, we went on family trips. Um, but now as an adult, it shows me that I don't want that lifestyle. <laughs> not not to say sorry. Like okay, that sounded that didn't come out right. But like I don't I'm not like a a cookie cutter type of person. Mm-hmm. Like I don't wanna wake up every day at eight thirty and go to work and mm-hmm. get home. Like that's mm-hmm. just not right. you know what I mean? That's yeah. just I don't want to uh you know make apple pies not saying that my parents made apple pies but like I just don't <laughs> but it's that, I don't look, want it's that it's like keeping up with the Joneses uh, yeah I'm not I'm, I'm kind of like just like a free flowing type of person mm-hmm. I just feel my way through right. things and mm-hmm. I, I don't do things because it's what everyone else is doing mm-hmm. or it's what everyone else says I should do nice. and like growing up in Teaneck that's kind of what we did mm-hmm. like okay so everyone Probably goes everybody. to sports and arts everyone mm-hmm. goes to mm-hmm. um, play bitty basketball mm-hmm. everyone goes to Bischoff's after the concerts yes. and the things so it was kind of which is nice and it, mm-hmm. it creates a nice environment growing up Right. but now that I'm older and like I'm kind of seeing things from a different lens Mm. it's just not it's not for me right you know Mm -hmm. yeah so what about you uh phage What are you going to call me? I was going to call you Portia because sometimes I, I just call you Portia. I call Portia. Because it's a P. It's the PP. Oh, all right. Okay. Um, huh. So, I don't know. My upbringing was... It was so different from, like, what you just described. Mm-hmm. Um you know, often it was just me and my brother and my mom, or me and my brothers and my mom. Um, so, yeah, I think for me, because there there was not um, much normalcy mm-hmm. and um, regularity and... Um, my mom wasn't available really on any level. She because she physically she was gone working, um, and then when she was present, she couldn't be present right, emotionally. Right. She was dealing with her own, um, you know, her own emotional crises, mm-hmm. and so um, I think for me in my adult life. You know, I I was ready for normalcy and for her cookie cutter right, and right. for baking pies. <laughs> Give me that. I mean, I like to bake now. I like to bake. I mean, but and like, I mean, I I don't think that you know I'm by any means like whatever the suburban New Jersey 
housewife that a lot of people right, have in their minds, mm-hmm. you know. Um, even though um, my oldest son will tell you different <laughs> because he just thinks I'm such a square nerd. Oh, like, um, <laughs> he doesn't know me. That's, that's my boy. <laughs> Shout out. Shout, Shout out. out. Shout um, out. Yeah, so I, I think, yeah, I, I definitely, I don't know, it's funny. It's like, you know, when you get to be a certain age and you start thinking about like what you want to do when you grow up or whatever, whatever dreams you have or, you know, the only thing that I really ever remember feeling like that's definitely what I want to do was I wanted to be a mom. Like, because I really, I just always, and I'm sure it had something to do with having a brother who is 10 years younger than I am. Um, But also, I mean, not in no disrespect to my mom, (laughs) Um, but I just really, yeah, no no shade here. Um, But I, I knew I had an idea of like how I wanted to do things and what right. type of mom I wanted to be, and yeah, so it wasn't that. Yeah, yeah it, it was different. Right. It was way different from what I experienced. Right, up. that's interesting. That's yeah. awesome. I'm not. Yeah, that normalcy, like the yeah. suburban normalcy, <laughs> it's just not for me. Like I'm not. Yeah. Like I look at suburban lifestyle is like person keys mm. and I'm more like a dirty converse mm. and like yeah. a dirty pack loose pack, money yeah. in my pocket right. if that makes sense right. so mm-hmm. and, and I feel still, like yeah and I feel like with my child rearing if I can still keep talking yeah. it kind of led me towards the person keys mm. but I was mm-hmm. more of a dirty converse and loose oh, cash yeah. in my back uh-huh. pocket did you yeah. do a cotillion? no oh, okay. no but a Jack you know Oh my god. Were, no. Did you do a Jack and Jill? Did you? No. no. Uh-uh. They assaulted me. Yeah. But oh. that's another part. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But that, yeah, I that just goes <laughs> back to women of a certain age not being okay mm-hmm. with someone younger and brighter. Mm-hmm. That's oh, yeah. all that was. That's, yeah, that is a whole they other podcast. Mm-hmm. Remember that, that magazine? Girl. That's well, a whole other podcast. Girl. That's a whole other yes. magazine. The, it was women. She was in a situation just briefly. And it was women attacking her because she was young, educated, gifted, and mm-hmm. black. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. Wow. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah. So for me, um, I grew up in a situation where there was a lot of abuse in my earlier life. My my father came from certain upbringings, and to, I guess, his credit that's all he knew you Mm -hmm. know and obviously that's all he was going to show us and there was just a lot of violence with my mom physical and Mm -hmm. i'm sure emotional now that i'm aware of what emotional is after going through my situations Mm -hmm. um with my current husband and soon hopefully not husband Mm -hmm. anymore so um there was just a lot of abuse and I think I was used to just trauma. Trauma from school, that was traumatizing for me. This is why I like homeschooling. I'm, I'm into mm. that for mm-hmm. my future child um, before I send them out into the world. I'm mm-hmm. thinking maybe I do want them to have that experience of being in the school, but I think during high school, 
once they have a sense of self, then I'll send them to high school because it yeah. was so traumatizing for me. Yeah. As I get older, I realize more and more how traumatizing it was. And when I was younger than I am now, let's say five years ago, six years ago, mm -hmm. I would think like I had a good time, you know, like school was a good time for me. Yeah, I got teased or whatever, but as I'm getting older, I'm realizing the effects, the mm -hmm. long-term effects that it actually had on me traumatizing you know yeah. and then now that there's science behind that like hell no and you know my parents did their best my mom is amazing she's an amazing woman mm -hmm. and you know she worked her butt off to mm -hmm. make a better life for us but you know there's a sacrifice when you do that you're yeah. not able to be home right and you entrust yourself you entrust your children excuse me to people that are not qualified, are not right, mm -hmm. and shouldn't be nowhere near your children. I remember I was at, um, I had severe asthma. I almost died a few times. Like, I, I was in the ICU. Like, they were about to put tubes down my throat. Mm -hmm. And um, when I was really young, you know, my mom didn't know any better, just trying to figure things out in this country and doing an awesome job doing that. But you know, there was a babysitter in the building that we lived in and she was like a chain smoker. Mm -hmm. Had all these kids and just blowing these fumes wow. and I'm dying. You, you, she, My mom would say I would come home and I just reeked of like cigarette. But she, you know, she'd be sad about it, but there was nothing she could do. She didn't really know anyone. My father kind of left her to her own defenses to take care of us. And he'd be um, in our homeland, which is Ghana you know, doing whatever he was doing with his business and whatever. So she's just doing the best she can and doing an awesome job at it with the amount of knowledge and resources that she had. And like, there'd be times I'd come home and I'm not all the way right. Like I went to the dentist the other day and it was a new dentist and they took an x-ray and they said in the front of my bottom tooth, they asked me if there was any trauma I experienced. And I'm like, I've never heard that before. They're like, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, like it's dark, the gumming, the gum is dark there. So it indicates, and it's twisted. It indicates that there mm -hmm. was some type of trauma there. Right. And you know, like I asked my mom and she's like, I don't know, you know, and sometimes they, parents feel attacked when you're just trying to right. get information. Right. And it's not about them. It's mm -hmm. just about like, I'm trying to find myself. I'm trying to figure things out, you know? And I asked, and she's like, it's possible. And I could already tell she was in a bad mood. So I was just like, ugh, whatever. But I, I started crying because I'm like, what the hell happened to me? Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you don't even know. Right. You know, right. nobody knows. I can't, I can't yeah. even, you know, mm -hmm. I'm getting a little emotional. But it's like, what happened to me? You know? Right. And I was left with people that unfortunately did, like, bad things to me mm -hmm. you know what I mean and there was just things that happened and even aside from those things of like being left with people the school system like me just trying to figure that out and how I was attacked by grown-ass adults that didn't see my light and didn't see my talents and didn't even see my knowledge I didn't even realize that mm -hmm. I was educated till college Right. I didn't realize I had intellect. Mm -hmm. I didn't. Mm -hmm. I had no idea that 
there was like a brain there because everyone was telling me that there wasn't because I was understimulated and I just didn't try. Mm -hmm. When a professor told me that, you know, oh, you, the dean of, of our program, they were asking about you because there was a demonstration being done in my class by a teacher that they were thinking about hiring. So she was doing her lesson plan on us. And, you know, they had prompted us, oh, ask questions if you want to. And mm -hmm. I was asking questions that just popped in my head. Mm -hmm. And my professor told me, like, yeah, the dean was just staring at you, you know. Um, and she was asking, who is that? Because I've never met her. And I was like, oh, he said, she was like, you, you sound very articulate and, and smart. And you're asking very good questions. Mm -hmm. And I was like... Uh, you know, like, I, I was just like, me? I was like, I just was asking what came in my head. Mm -hmm. And that's when lights turned on. Even when wow. I went to community college, you know, teachers were imparting on me. And I guess they didn't have issues with who they were. Mm -hmm. So, like, they just saw my genius or just saw me and was teaching. I'm a teacher now, so I know what that is. When you, you see an educated person, not even an educated person, excuse me, when you see person, a, a child with potential, mm -hmm. you know, you see a child with um, that type of innate type of intellect, you want to nurture it. You're mm -hmm. like, oh, yes, that's something. You know, I know you don't know yeah. what it is, but I'm telling you, I've done this for a long time, and that's something, you know, and they impart on you. I didn't get that till college. Wow. There was this awesome teacher I had in high school, Mr. Moss, but he was like kind of in his career in a bad place because the school system, the board wasn't treating him well, I think, and he wasn't really getting what he deserved. So I kind of got the back end of his teaching, but I could still feel and understand where he was coming from. And he cared. He cared about the kids mm -hmm. and he saw kids. That teacher was probably the most impactful out of my whole schooling prior to college. It's ridiculous. So I don't want to put an innocent in that environment. And then my mom told me this years ago. She said, I sent you to school a young, confident little girl you you were selfish or you knew who you were and when you came back you were somebody different right mm -hmm. and that yeah, has nothing to I do with my it. mom you know that has everything to do with the the imagery the mm -hmm. other people and mm -hmm. how they're raised the, yeah. the even unfortunately the adults that are elected yeah, to be sure. governed right. under yeah. you or over you excuse me you have no idea you have no idea you know, so I don't want to put an innocent in that situation. And I've, mm -hmm. I've researched and I've looked at kids that have been homeschooled yeah. and are so grateful that they knew who they were before they went to college or out there in the real world because it was them. 
you have to know who you are to know your self-worth. You have to yeah. know all that stuff before someone tries to conv- convince you. These adults were trying to convince me that I was a bad person. Me, I, I had this conversation um, on another recording, but me. Yeah, I believe it. Like, yeah. you ask any, Maisha's one of my oldest friends, right, that's known me since I was younger. You we weren't super close, but you've known of mm-hmm. me. Have I ever been a bad person? No. Like no. me. I'm I'm the, I'm a bad person. I had people, I had mothers telling my mother I was a bad influence on their children. Wow. Are you kidding mm. me? Are you kidding me? Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. People are not okay with themselves. And for a mm-hmm. long time I thought it was me and I was trying to battle myself and realize it. But it didn't make sense. But I say all that to digress. We're gonna get into something a little bit more happier because it got deep. Right. <laughs> what is your favorite, let's just do two because of timing. What was your favorite songs or tunes in the 80s or 90s? <laughs> and if you can hum a little bit for us, just do a little lyric. Strumming my pain with his finger. One time, one time. Singing my life with his word. La la la. Two times, two times. Yes, Yeah, I remember the video with her. I know she's like, I wanted that dark lipstick so bad. Oh my god. Laura was the truth. Laura, she was really yeah. She's so good. I was listening to her the other day. And she's so cerebral. She's so she is intelligent. I don't believe she's crazy. No, absolutely. No, that's what they do. That's what they do when they want to um, shut silence someone. You know, just like oh, crazy. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll go next. Right. Uh, All right, you ready? <laughs> 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 All right. All right, then. <clears throat> He's mine. You may have had him once, but I got him all the time. You can't sleep at night. Hey. He's mine. Ha. You may have had him once, but I got him all the time. He I got him all the time. Come on now. He might be doing you, but he's thinking about me. So anything about another lover ain't gonna find another brother. I what know what is the song? Who's Smoking Staff. I yes. know. I that. Her, the group's name is Smoking Staff, and it's called He's Mine. You need it. I know. It's like a nice jam. I well, know I'm going to send you the with link. A, with yeah. a, uh, a Tim and a Shore? Yes, a Tim and a Shore. Oh. And a toe, angle twist toe. The toe. Oh my god, the twist toe. <laughs> so, Phaedra, what about you? Um, Duran Duran and Culture Club. Okay. Do you really want to hurt me? You I know, know that song. Yes, I want to sing. Do you really want to make me cry? I want to know the words. Do you really want to hurt me? So Culture Club, do you know Boy George? Oh, he was I love like, George. He was like a trans, yeah, uh-huh, I love you know. Boy and I had posters of him all over my room. Oh, really? 
and my older brother, he he's a year older than I am. Mm-hmm. And we, like, as little kids, we were just, like, best friends. We were mm-hmm. always together. We were running around, like, breaking Aww. into churches together and stuff. <laughs> and we were, like, totally out of control. Um, <laughs> we did not have any parental supervision. I love that. Um, <laughs> I love that. Because um, like, we would go to church, like, to eat and stuff. Because oh, we knew, like, on Wednesday nights they were serving food. And mm-hmm. we'd be like, oh, yeah, our parents are upstairs, you know? Oh. And, uh, <laughs> and so, anyway, but then at some point... I think really, like, when my stepdad came into my life, um, mm-hmm. to our life, uh, he really, like, just screwed up the whole family dy- dynamic, mm-hmm. and um, and my brother and I just kind of stopped speaking, yeah. and even yeah. though we were living in the same house, it was just, like, yeah. bad times, but uh, anyway, so... I remember having those posters all over my room and my brother just one day was just like, what, are you like gay or something? Like you have these posters of like this guy dressed like a woman (laughs) and he like tore them all down and I was just sobbing. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe he was attacking you because he was your stepfather's target and you weren't. Yeah. 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 That's like a natural type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. My mom told me a story. Her mm. older brother burned her doll's face on the stove. Oh my, oh my god! That. She was like traumatized. No. Yeah, burned oh my Barbie, god. and I broke it one of Keeman's crystals. Like I just slammed it, oh. and then she, yeah. So Aww. on behalf of all older siblings, right? Yeah. Because sometimes we, you know, want to flex up yeah. a little bit. So, what is your last song? <laughs> I have another song. Mm-hmm. Uh, a two, yes, a two. It's a not you, does it? Mm-hmm. Um. As I stand here contemplating. Hey. On the right thing to decide. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I hope that's a 90. It's yeah, a 90. that is a 90. Yes. That's an escape. escape yes. on oh, All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do one now. <laughs> Another one? Uh, probably. Okay, Because right. I was going to do two if you didn't have yeah. one. Okay. okay. So, okay. Yeah, oh I was just going to take her. Okay, I'll do gotta, one. We're going out for karaoke after this. Yes, we, right. need, karaoke. we need that. Okay, Jeez, okay. You guys ready? <clears throat> right. <sighs> we used to sing this in the hallways together. The very first time that I saw you brown eyes, your lips said hello. Then I said hi. I never did. But I was caught up in physical attraction. Yeah. <laughs>
right. So I who's that? That's shy. <laughs> that? It's called and I think it's and if I yeah and if I something something jam. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. it's jam. Okay, Phaedra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I gotta think about this one. Um, oh, I know it, please. Jeez. Swing low, sweet chariot. Right. Coming forward to carry me home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Oh God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um. All right. I was gonna sing something. This this was not one of my favorite songs, but it's a song that I think you guys will know. Oh, you. They may have played it at your wedding. Ooh. I don't, but I, I see the thing is I don't know. I wasn't there. Wait, you were there. I wasn't there. I know. Whatever you get married, it's like you're there. No, oh, for maybe sure. they like, did it happen. Maybe they didn't play this. Right. Yeah. That up uh-huh. was there's a backstory. Okay. Um, so one of the guys. <laughs> one of the guys in the band, Mark Calderon, mm-hmm. Marco. He was my first crush. We Are went to fifth serious? grade together. Oh my god, yeah. that's so cute. <laughs> oh shoot. Yeah. Are you I used famous? Call his house all the really? time. Oh my Is Marco god. Marco there. Um, and then, like years had passed. Whatever he went on to do his thing and. I was doing my thing, and I was at some club in Oklahoma, in OKC, where I grew up, Um, and I was, I think I was in my second year of college, so it would have been like, you know, early 90, or no, actually late 80, oh, it must have been like 90 or something. It was around the time that song had come out, Mm -hmm. and I didn't know that song, because by then, like, I listened to stuff like Jesus Jesus and Mary Chain, and like all these, like... Uh, I'm trying to think of other bands, um, Skinny Puppy and like, right. like all Milk these, of the yeah, Puppy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, like a lot of kind of alternative, like machine music mm-hmm. and stuff that mm-hmm. they were playing like in goth clubs and whatever. Did you do a wide leg pan with the chain hanging? Possibly. Did you no, do a dark eyeliner? Think, yeah, and like a hair. Kind of well, no, I didn't go that extreme, mm-hmm. you know, but, you, like you know, the music. just, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I really nice. loved to dance, like, Aww. for just hours, like, go to the club and just dance, dance, dance. Yeah. So, anyway, um, so I'm there dancing, 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 and this guy comes up to me. He's like, hey, Pedro, what's up? And I was like, oh, hey, what's up? He's like, do you remember me? And I was like, nah. he's like, Mark Calderon. And I was like, holy shit. And um, he was like, yeah, my band, like, we're living in New York City, my band. We're like, oh. doing really well. <laughs> like, you haven't heard our song, kind of, because I guess it was, like, really big. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Which no I had boom. no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I like, and I don't know you. <laughs> and we just, like, we kind of danced for a little bit, but that, that was it. And then I found oh. out later, I was like, asking some friends the next day so do you know this band they're called color me something and they're oh. like oh yeah it's like the hugest song in the country right now oh wow you're like, <laughs> oh, you're like oh, not even yeah. present yeah. 
That's a but cute story. Oh, anyway, yeah. I love that. Okay, <coughs> that? so we are about uh, to get out of here. Sex you up, TikTok you don't stop, stop it all. TikTok you don't stop, stop. You love that call? I did. Okay, so each of you left right. You know, water. So, what would you tell your 14-year-old self? Maisha. And say it as you're speaking to her. As if you're speaking to her. If it doesn't get results, fuck it. Mm, I like that. <clears throat> Phaedra. 14-year-old um, Phaedra... None of this matters. <laughs> Move on. Yeah. You're going to be out of here in a few years. Mm-hmm. And you will you will rise above all of mm-hmm. all of this right. chaos. Yeah. <laughs> As you did. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. What would you tell your 15? Yeah. Oh, 14-year-old self. Oh, play. Shade. Uh-huh. That is- <laughs> As this is our um, season one closing um, episode. Yeah, I guess I'll answer it. I would tell my 14-year-old self to be true to who you are. Find out who you are and stick to it. And turn around, look at your family, and know that they're the only ones that matter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was very pure oriented. So mm-hmm. what was your favorite, what is your favorite co- color? Excuse me. My favorite color. God. Um, I don't have a favorite color. I, I love so many colors. Yeah. I don't know. I love turquoise and teals and mm. all those like aquamarines um i love purples and pinks oh. <laughs> um, I, you love the rainbow i know i love green i love gold <laughs> you love the rainbow i love I, it i don't have a favorite color okay. i love all colors what about you <laughs> uh i like an earth tone mm-hmm. like a neutral but if I had to choose, I would choose green. Yeah, nice. Same here. Yeah. Like a mint green, mm-hmm. olive greens too. Mm. Have you become the woman you've always wanted to be? Maisha. I never, growing up, I never like imagined myself as anything. <laughs> or being a certain type of way. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Are you going to edit that out, that cough? <laughs> no, it, that's uh, grassroots. We're going to keep that in. <laughs> <clears throat> but no, I, I think I've become the woman who I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think going back to like childhood, college, I thought I was supposed to be the, the certain type of woman, the person mm-hmm. that he's. Right. But... Mm-hmm. Um, would you say the, the, the person, person the keys? keys. Oh, oh, the person the keys. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't think I'm the woman that I thought I would be. Mm. But I'm the woman that I'm supposed to be. Right. So it's kind of, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 I I totally Thank agree you. with that. I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. I I am the woman I'm supposed to be. Nice. Awesome. Know. 
Me, I am still a work in progress, but well, I we all are. Right. Yeah, of course, <laughs> for the rest of our lives, because right, exactly. we're always changing. Right. You know, every every ever evolving. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I feel like I'm on the journey. I'm on the right track. You now, are. Though. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. And congratulations. With, yes. This is really cool. Oh, my God. So awesome. I hope the people like it. And it's, it's. I hope you guys enjoy it, too, the women that I'm speaking with. Cause yeah, it's a lot it's of fun. It's cathartic for all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously. And lastly, what advice would you give women? Oh. Um, advice <laughs> would I give women? Um... Yeah, just be true to yourself, mm. you know, really get to know yourself, take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. It's it's a mad, mad world. It's hard out here, Bull Pimp. Try to get this money for the Really, it's, you know, there's so much that's... Demanded of us, mm. um, that's required, and just know yourself, be true to yourself, take care of yourself, mm-hmm. take care of yourself. Yeah, because yeah. you're really you're no good to anyone else yeah. if you're totally depleted right. and mm-hmm. lost and whatever else. Because I've been it all. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, <clears throat> I would say. Um, listen to yourself, listen to your body, listen to your your emotional barometer. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't feel right, if it doesn't sit right with you, Mm -hmm. nine times out of 10, it's just not fucking right. right. Um, be careful and be mindful of who's around you, Mm -hmm. who you let inside of you, Mm -hmm. whether it's your body, your mind, your emotions. So just like protect yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just protect yourself. Nice. Be kind. Yeah. Be kind. Yes. Be kind. Always Be kindness kind. is the answer. Mm-hmm. And compliment. Yeah. If yeah, you if you see it. someone who has nice shoes or a nice hairstyle, mm-hmm. tell yeah. them. Like don't totally. sit across from a it's table yes. at a table with them yeah. for hours and not say anything. Yeah. But then yeah. say some say right. it to someone else. Right. I would say, that was awesome, by the way, ladies. I would say, fall in love with yourself intensely. Come on now. I mm-hmm. was listening to an interview, um, and Diane Furstenberg, the, the designer, mm-hmm. was speaking, and she's like, I love myself, you know? like She's like, I've never done any work on my face because this is how I look, and I don't want to do anything. She's like, I know people wonder why. I know they talk about me, but I don't care. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I look at myself in the mirror every day, and I'm like, hey, cutie. You know, like, uh-huh. it's that intimate of a relationship. Yeah. And she was like, and I'm going to send you guys the link because it's awesome. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, you know, for women... Find a place, find a place that's just yours, even if it's like 10 minutes, 20 minutes, get away mm-hmm. and be with yourself, away from your man, away from your friends, away from your parents, whatever. Mm-hmm. Your children. In your children, mm-hmm. yes, there we go. That too, especially, gotta <coughs> re-energize. She, she's a powerful woman. I'm a, she is. You girls, mm-hmm. yes, the yeah. ladies out there, mm-hmm. go on YouTube, and just type in interview with Diane Furstenberg. The way this woman speaks is almost with a bit of arrogance, but you feel like it's necessary. 
It's mm-hmm. it's amazing. I was yeah. like, this woman, I had I chills. Mm. On fire. She's on fire. So I would just say fall in love with yourself intensely to piggyback on uh, Diane and really be in that relationship because it's you, you know, Mm -hmm. you're the one that has to deal with life when your spouse may not understand, your children may not understand, your family, your parents. So... Mm-hmm. But ladies, thank you for being here with me. Oh, I so honor you. Yes. I honor yes. you, beautiful, thank awesome you ladies. So much. And it is a wrap for season one. Thank you so much. Tune in to season two coming next month. Thank you for riding with me. And I will close with my quote that I always close with. We discover our strengths when we review our stories. Come on now. Thank yes, you. Yes, thank you. Bye. Allison Abinoff. Mm-hmm. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. You are all so awesome. Please remember to like, follow, and subscribe to this podcast. I have to say that it is extremely important that we get reviews and comments. It really helps us to get our content more refined and I find out what you guys like and what you would like to hear as well as on a monetary level when ads are able to see that people are listening and what they have to say. It really helps us if we want to build our brand and take the podcast to the next level. So for all podcasts that you listen to, definitely make sure you like, subscribe, and review.